This is Real Love Now, a ministry outreach of Pastor Don Allen in the Church at War Hill. As with every aspect of our ministry, the purpose of this broadcast is to lead people into a growing relationship with Jesus Christ to help you get real with God, fall in love with Him and His children, and discover your destiny now. Here's the message from Pastor Don Allen. Woo, God's good. Amen. I just uh, I'm so blessed by what God has done in this place today. Well, listen, I want you to open your Bibles. We're going to end up in Mark, Mark chapter uh, number 10, but we're going to start in Matthew chapter 11. We're going to go to a poetic translation. It's, it's really not a translation. It's a paraphrase called the message. I know it's not everybody's favorite, but I think it really said uh, what I wanted to begin with today. Matthew chapter 11 is where we're going to begin. I want to bring you a uh, a message called Reset Your Presets, and so excited about this. But you know what? Uh, uh, let's just pray and ask God to open the Word to us. Father, thank You for this day. Thank You for Your Word, for Your presence, and Your goodness. Lord, speak to us now, and speak to us clearly. And Lord, I thank You for what You're going to do in this place. In Jesus' name, amen. Matthew chapter 11, verse number 28 reads like this. Are you tired? Are you worn out? Are you burned out on religion? Come to me. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. This is Jesus speaking. Watch how I do it. Now this is the part I want you to see so much here. Learn the unforced, watch this, rhythms of grace. Say that with me. Rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. And over the past several weeks, we've been in a study here since the beginning of the year, and we've been talking about the need to reset. When we move our lives out of the rut that we've gotten into and we get back on the right path that God has called us to be in. We started on the first week, nobody likes it right after Christmas, but we started on the first week talking about a fast and how to reset yourself uh, physically. Now that fast will end just as soon as this service is over today, but we were talking about how to reset your body physically. And, and I want you to know that in all of my years leading people in corporate fast, I think this may have been one of the most difficult from the congregation's perspective telling me about that. And, 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 and I know what it is. I, I know how, how it is because when I saw a cheesecake the other day, I had a moment that I had to go, God, can I be released? But I said, no, I'm committed. So I didn't do that because I wanted to honor God. And that's the whole point of what we've been doing. We are not reaching out to the sin that was satisfying our flesh because we want to honor God in our lives. And so we're, we're backing away from things that aren't good for us. And then the next week, we talked about resetting ourselves in our finances and resetting generosity. And something I did not know was you need grace. I wasn't even thinking about that when we started this series. You need grace to overcome those physical struggles. And you need grace to, to walk in a more generous place. And this is what we learned, that when I am generous, grace flows to me. And I'm not just talking about in your money. Think about that in relationships with people that you're walking with, the person that you don't like and the person that you do like. The one that you do like gives you grace, so if they mess up, you give them grace. But the person that doesn't give you any grace, you won't give them any 
grace. And it's because of a lack of generosity in that relationship that grace doesn't flow. And it's, str- it's a struggle and it's a battle. And then we moved on to talk about uh, last week the, the, the grace that is needed in your relationships. And, we, and I was just blown away as people responded by realizing that God wants to reset our relationships and that all really centers around grace. Now, I, I need to make a confession today. I'm preaching to you about resetting your presets, okay? Resetting your presets. I need to make a confession. I'm just going to make it publicly. This will be broadcast. I want, I want to tell you, if you leave me alone in your car, you will come back with your presets on your radio reset. <laughs> I'm just confessing right out front. I'm going to change your presets. I, every, Christina was looking for a car last year, and every time that we got into a car, she was test driving a car, I would reach out and I would set every single preset on the radio to 91.5. Come on now, man. Every single time. You let me get in your car and you run in the house. Do not be surprised if when you come back, every single preset you have has been reset to 91.5. God's trying to talk to you. Come on, amen. See, I have that, I just can't, I can't not do that, it feels like, you know? And you have to be careful because our presets are really set for our moods. Because it's what mood I am in determines how I want to worship or how, what I want to experience. It's the mood that I'm in that determines whether or not I want to be brought into the presence of God or if I want to feel a little wild child, come on. Now, I'm telling you, your presets are important. Because you'll be in the wrong mood and you'll put on the wrong, you'll hit the wrong preset and you'll end up in the wrong place. And when you get where you're going, something wrong's going to happen. There's a power there. I'm telling you. How many of you know that there's a stretch between Atlanta, Georgia and Panama City, Florida that has a, it's got like a hundred miles of pines and you have to drive down that road praying that you never break down because there's nobody or nothing out there. I mean, you know what I'm talking about, right? Every time I go through there, it's like you can't get any good Christian music out through there. And so I was coming through there one time, and as I was coming through, I was just scanning the stations. And, and, and all of a sudden, I heard, dun, 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 and Eye of the Tiger was on. <laughs> Suddenly, I looked more like Rocky Balboa than I do now. Come on, amen. And I just started driving, and because I hit that, it was changing the atmosphere in my car. And anybody who knows me knows my nickname is Turtle because of the way I drive. But I looked down and I was going through, I got the, you know, I'm just singing Eye of the Tiger and I'm going down through there and I looked down and my, my, I didn't know my speedometer hit a hundred. <laughs> and I was thinking, what am I going to do if they pull me over? Then I realized there's nobody out there anyways. Woo, come on, I got the Eye of the Tiger. <laughs> because the, <laughs> what we bring into our life, the presets of our life determine the atmosphere around us. And the atmosphere around us is so important. Most of us have some presets that really, though, need to be reset because we really respond in the wrong way. We respond in a way that blocks God's grace. But what we need to do is reset our lives so that we are open to the rhythm of God's grace. Now, here on this last week, I want to encourage you to continue in the power of reset. And I want you to know what God's asking you. I believe God's always asking us this. This is what I think He's asking us. What do you want me to do for you. I think God is asking us, what do you want me to do for you? 
You see, there are people in our church now who are in a healthier place physically. Some are beginning to get in a healthier place financially. Many are moving to a healthier place relationally because they thought about this resetting their lives in this first month of the year. So now, what do we do? What do we do to move forward? Well, the answer is simple. What presets of your life need to be reset so that the rhythm of grace runs throughout your whole life? What do you need to change about the way you respond to people? What do you need to change about the way that you set up your day? What do you need to set up about the automatic things that you treat your family like when you come home? You see, God is asking us what we want. But really what God is saying is, how can I help? God's really saying, he's really saying, how can I help you become who I've created you to be? But unfortunately, most of us, when we find out that God's paying attention to us, we ask the wrong things. And in Mark chapter 10, I want to give this to you quickly. Jesus tells two groups. He said, what do you want? What do you want from me? And this, listen to the different responses. He basically says, okay, what do you want from me? To the mother of James and John. And James and John then say this to him. Mark chapter 10, verse 35. Then James and John, the sons of Zebedee, came to him. Teacher, they said. This, he said, what do you want? And here's what he said. We want you to do for us whatever we ask. I mean, that seems harsh on them, but how many times have we been there? Look, I tried asking God about it, but I didn't get what I wanted. I tried talking to God about it, but God, God, if you just get with the program here, things would be better. God, if you line up with my prayer request, I could move on with my life. And God says, I'm not interested in you moving on your life. I'm interested in changing your life for the better. But God says to us, what do you want? And we have these automatic presets. Well, this is what I think my life ought to be like. And they, then they replied, let one of us sit at your right hand and the other at your left hand in your glory. So they're saying, we know we're not going to be above you, but we want to be right beside you. And that's the problem. Many of us, our preset is to give God the highest place in our lives, but we keep ourselves higher than we should. And God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. You see, you don't know what you're asking, Jesus said. Can you drink the cup I, I drink or be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with? We can, they answered. Yes, yes, we can do whatever it is you want us to do. And Jesus said to them, you're right. You will drink the cup I drink and be baptized with the baptism I am baptized with. But to who sits at my right or left is not for me to grant. These places belong to those for whom they have been prepared. I want you to see that last, last line. You see, the problem is most of us are asking God to give us something that wasn't prepared for us. And God's wanting to change our mindsets because you have this whole perfect picture and you can't live in the family you're in or you can't thrive in the church you're in or you can't thrive in the job that you're in because you have this preset that tells you you'll never thrive here. But God says, I want to cause you to flourish right where you are. Listen to me, this is important. You see, they weren't seeking a reset. What they were seeking was selfish ambition. So Jesus responds to their request by pointing to the cross. He says, you're right, guys. You're going to go the way that I'm going. You're going to have to go a path that you don't even want to go on. But you're going to make it. And then we skip down from there to verse number 41. And I believe that James and John actually witnessed what God wanted them to respond with. They, they witnessed a true reset as Jesus grants another man uh, the same question. Here's what it says, Mark chapter 10. And, and actually, I'm going to skip down to verse 46. It says, Then they came to Jericho. 
As Jesus and his disciples together with a large crowd were leaving the city, a blind man, Bartimaeus, which means son of Timaeus, was sitting by the roadside begging. Okay, so this is the son of Timaeus. This man's known as being blind. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout. Watch this. Listen to what he says. Jesus, son of David, have what? Mercy. Give me grace. Give me grace. Give me grace, he says. Wow. Most of us scream out, let me see. Let me see. Give me what I want. This man says, give me grace. Wow. If you want to reset, it's really simple. It's not hard at all. What you need to do is call out to God for grace. Then Jesus turns to him and says, what do you want me to do for you? Jesus asked him. The blind man said, Rabbi, I want to see Wow, can you see the beauty of this moment? He cries out for grace, which puts him in the right place for Jesus to say, now how can I improve your situation? Most of us, we don't want to acknowledge we need grace. We just want Jesus to fix our situation. Now, I'm not yelling and screaming this morning. I apologize if you came to see the wild man on the stage, but I'm preaching truth to you. Jesus wants you to hear what I'm saying to you. That grace will move you into the place that He can move you in advancement in your life. Watch this. The blind man said, I want to see. And Jesus goes, said, Jesus, your faith has healed you. And immediately he received his sight and he followed Jesus along the road. What did Jesus give him? What he asked for? Grace. You see, grace is God's response to man's call for help. And grace reminds you that we don't deserve anything that He's done for us. But He's been good to us. A reset of your presets will occur when you allow grace, the grace of God, to saturate your life. You're going to begin to change. Things are going to begin to happen. When the grace of God resets our hearts, we find ourselves shifting from the preset actions that pain has set in our lives to the original settings of grace that God has programmed into our character. And here's what you're going to start doing. Ready for this? You'll start praying for those who are against you. You'll start loving your enemy. You'll start blessing those who curse you. Our natural reaction will give way to a supernatural grace that will change the presets of who we are. Listen to me. I don't know who I'm talking to, but if if your steering wheel is exhausted from hearing you tell it off because you're so mad at the world, what you need is some grace in your life. If your family is on eggshells because there's an internal war going on inside of you because of what's happening to you, you need to hear what I've come to tell you today, that grace needs to flow into your life. Now watch this. You're going, Pastor, I'm trying to behave. No, 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 no. Here's the point you're missing. The reset of grace begins in your prayer life before it becomes a reality in your everyday life. Because if you can't pray about it, you'll never live it. Plain and simple. If you can't bless those who have done you wrong in your prayer life, you'll never bless them in your reality life. If you can't do good to those in your prayer life, you see, it's in your prayer life that things begin to change. It's in your prayer life. And I've told you those stories. I'm not going to go into those, but I was having problems with somebody in our very first home, very first subdivision we were living in. That's where we found out that I don't have enough grace to live in a subdivision. Come on, amen. But all of a sudden, I was learning to have to 
go through this. And God was touching my heart. And, and I, I, wanted to, I wanted to show somebody just who I was. And the problem was who I was wasn't going to change their lives. And so I had to, God made me go through a process of waving. And, and then he, and he dared me one day to roll down the window. I was like, Lord, can I tell him what I want? He said, just wave. Come on, now just play it. <laughs> he said, now you behave. And it was in my prayer life that things began to change. It was in my prayer life that things began to change. You see, here's what I've learned. And whether you admit this or not, but everybody in their life has somebody they don't like. Don't point them out in the room. But everybody has somebody they don't like. And the reality is your preset is set so that when they walk in the room, your bristles come up. You've got the wrong presets. Let me tell you something. You know what you need to do right now? You need to pray for that person. You need to start blessing them in your prayer life. And as you start blessing them in your prayer life, God's not going to change them as much as He's going to change you, and your presets are going to change. And when your presets get changed, grace is going to move into you, and then it's going to make them mad as all get out because they're not going to know why they're not under your skin anymore, and then they're going to have to get a hold of God. And before long, grace is flowing in our community because... We allowed God to change our lives. Come on now, give God a praise. And why you need to understand that you need to reset, because the reason that grace is not flowing is grace is hindered by one thing. Are you ready for this? Unconfessed sin. You see, confession is the way we reset spiritually. Now you go, Pastor Don, I confess my sins today. Well, I'm glad for you, but can I just tell you how most of us do that? This is what most of us do. Most of us say, Heavenly Father. A lot of people say, and God. And I'm just playing. Heavenly Father, and God. No, I'm just, it's Heavenly Father. Would you just look in my heart, and if you see any sins there at all, would you just wash me clean? In Jesus' name, amen. Can I tell you, that is the wussiest prayer on the planet that's like going to the doctor sick as all get out and the doctor says what's wrong with you and you say i just don't feel good the doctor's like well where, how do you not feel good well i just don't feel good doctor and he's like but i can't help you i can't write you a prescription i can't give you anything just, i don't feel good doctor but what are you symptoms what are your symptoms well, i don't feel good doctor and and, and, and he can't help you, you gotta tell him my knee's hurting my head's hurting you start telling symptoms. My eyesight gets fuzzy. I, all of a sudden, I've got tingling in my, my toes. Or my, my feet are swelling. He says, let's check you. Let's do a, a diabetes check on you. He begins to run you through the course. Because why? Because you're telling him what the problems are. And when you tell him what the problems are, he can begin to move you toward a better place and a cure. When we confess our sins with God, if there's anything in my life, stop lying to God. There is something in your life and you know it. God, I'm mad. I'm hurt. They hurt me. They wronged me. They stole from me. And I've been bitter over it. And this has happened. And that's happened. And I've been lying and cheating and stealing. Lord, forgive me because, listen to me, a weak confession will bring weak joy into your life. But when you get a hold of God and you pour out your soul, grace will flow through and great joys come into your life. 
So we're going to have to drill down on our presets and find out why we respond the way we do. Because if something happens, you're going to go back to your drugs. Or something happens, you're going back to your alcohol. Or something happens, you're going back to your girlfriend. Your preset's wrong. The minute somebody says something, it sets you off and you blow the top of your head off every time. Your preset's wrong. And what you need is grace. And when grace flows through your life, everything's going to change. Bow your heads with me. I should ask you who needs this sermon, but there's a problem with that. We all need this sermon. What I want to ask you is who will confess that you have some wrong presets that you're going to talk to Jesus about. Can I see your hands? Yeah, we all do. Put those down. Now I want to talk to you about something most important of all. Some of you have never had the ultimate reset. You've been operating on what's called the sin nature instead of the grace nature. Because you've never surrendered your life to Jesus Christ. And you understand this preset thing because you've been falling into cycles that your family has fallen into for years and there's problems and struggles and all these things. And who would we be as a church if on our anniversary we don't remember the most important reason we exist to tell you that Jesus Christ loves you, that he came to earth to die for you, and on the third day after they had laid him in a grave, he rose again to everlasting power and life, the King of glory. So if you're here today and you say, Pastor, with everybody praying, nobody looking around, God needs you to be agreeing with me right now. I came to church today and I'm ready for not just a few presets, but I'm ready for a total reset. I want to know Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. This is the moment. Where are you? Let me see your hand. I'm not going to embarrass you, but I'm going to see your hand. Get up quick. Thank you. Are there others? Quickly. I'm looking around this room. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Are there others? Thank you. Thank you. Hallelujah. Who will join with these eight? Who will join with them? Are there others? This is your day. This is your moment. This is your time. All right. With that said, I want to put all your hands down. We're going to pray right where we are. I'm going to pray with those that are resetting their lives first, and I'm going to pray for everybody else, and this service is going to be moving into our final phase. Listen to me today. The Bible says that we confess with our mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord and we believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead. We would be born again. So pray with me now. Let's all pray with these eight that have responded today to give their lives completely to Jesus Christ. Lift your voices with me now. Jesus, Jesus, by faith, faith, I believe believe your promises. promises. Heavenly Father, Father, I am a sinner. In need of a Savior. My life has been a struggle. I have made mistakes. I have sinned. I confess that. And now I ask you, reset my life. Make me new. I receive your grace and your forgiveness. And from this moment forward, I belong to you. In Jesus' name. I confess Jesus Christ is Lord. I believe that the power of God that raised him from the dead changes my life now. And by faith, heaven is my home. God is my Father. And Jesus is my Savior. Father, I thank you for those that prayed that prayer, many of them for the very first time today. Thank you for your goodness and your grace 
And Lord, now I thank you that it flows to them and through them and their lives are being changed. And for everyone who joined with me in saying, I want you to reset the presets of my life. I want to be a healthier person because I opened the door for God's grace to flow in my life. I thank you that when we ask of our Heavenly Father, He holds no good thing back from His children. Work in our lives. Clean us out for the glory of God. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. That's today's word from Pastor Don Allen to help you get real with God, fall in love with Him all over again, and live out your destiny now. To learn more about our pastor and the ministry of the church at War Hill, join us online at warhill.com. Then join us in worship at one of our North Georgia locations. Service times are Sundays at 8.15, 9.30, and 11 a.m., where you will find Real Love Now.